The Bible has so much to say about how we should live, how we should act, what we should do, but it also is a great source of encouragement that can help us on a day-to-day basis. Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail. I've entitled our time together, Highlighted. So, once again, I'm going to take you along on my devotional time with God that I had this morning. I want to share some scriptures that he gave me. You know, many times the voice of God, I've talked about this before, is hard to discern. When the Lord speaks to me more than not, it's in a gentle whisper. Now, you might want to say, well, what do you mean by that? You know, in 1 Kings 19.12, when Elijah was running from Jezebel, he went to the mountain of God, and he wanted to hear a word from the Lord, and the rocks were splitting, the thunder and earthquake was going on, and God's voice was not in any of it. God's voice was in the gentle whisper of the winds. And many times, God will speak to us in gentle whispers. And and we can be so busy in our day-to-day life that we don't even hear it. We just ignore it. We think it's just us. But when I read my Bible, I have a highlighter. I have a yellow. I like yellow. It really stands out. And I like to highlight my Bible when I'm reading and to see what the Lord might say to me, or to look for scriptures that kind of jump out at me. You might say, what do you mean by that? Well, you read something and you go, wow, I can really relate to that. That's God highlighting the scripture. Or it's just really standing out for you for some reason. So when I say the voice of the Lord, it's more like an impression. It's not like hearing a literal voice from me. It's more like an impression on my heart that I should do something. Well, as I was reading the Bible this morning, I'm going to read you some scriptures that God highlighted for me that, and then I'm going to talk about them, and I think they can really minister to us this morning. Colossians 3.1, since you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So, How hard is it in today's society to keep our hearts on things above, to keep our minds set on things of God? Man, everything in today's world is invading our time, our space. Things come at us from all different directions. We got radio, we got TV, we got Facebook, we got TikTok, we got Instagram, and the list goes on and on and on. And then you have our younger generation getting into video games and virtual realities and all this kind of stuff, and it's not good. God wants our hearts set on things above, not on the things of earth. You might say, well, what are you getting at? I don't know if you've ever thought of this, but everything we do in this life is to prepare us for the next life, whether you believe it or not. We are eternal beings that's going to live forever, either in heaven or in hell. It's based on what our choice is, whether we accept the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. And so, so many times we're caught up with earthly stuff and we're not preparing ourselves for eternity. We're not preparing ourselves for the next life. So that's why it's good for us to read the Bible. Somebody called the Bible uh, final instructions before leaving earth. That's what the Bible's about, and I really like that. So, 
Since you were raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Colossians 3, 15-17 Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Now I want to ask you, what's ruling your heart? Is anxiety ruling your heart? Is stress ruling your heart? Is worry and fear ruling your heart? Well, it says here in Colossians 3.15, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. Be thankful. Wow, there's another big thing. Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell amongst you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your heart, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Wow. So we are to let Christ's peace rule in our hearts, and whatever we do in thought or in deed, we're to do it all under the glory of God. Boy, you know, that speaks loudly. Well, how's your job going? How, how is your workplace environment? Are you being sought in light? Are you doing, doing it all under the glory of God? Do people know that you and I are different? Colossians 4.2, this really stuck out to me this morning. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Wow. Are you devoted to prayer? Have you cut out a time every morning or when the best time is for you to pray, to devote yourself to prayer? Now, you might be a young mom and you have a lot of young kids. Maybe that's the reason you're up at 1 a.m. this morning and you got to grab your prayer time whenever you can get it because you have young ones. But we are to be devoted to prayer and be watchful and thankful. Colossians 4, 6. Here's another one that jumped out at me. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Man, we live in a world right now, we're in a political world. When you get on the, when you get on the, um, the, topic of politics, it's hard to keep your speech seasoned with salt and full of grace. Politics, religion, whatever it is, it's easy to get in arguments. It's harder to keep a rein on your tongue and be full of grace and seasoned with salt. And yet, I think that is so important. 1 Thessalonians 3 verses 12 through 13 May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus Christ comes with all his holy ones. Man, what a great scripture. I pray that for you who are listening today that the Lord would make your love increase and overflow for each other and everybody else, that you would be strengthened in your hearts, that you would be blameless and holy in the presence of God. Wow, I really love that scripture. And love, 
The Bible says, By love will all men know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3-7 through It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control their own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like pagans who do not know God, and that in this manner no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish those who commit such sins. As we told you and warned you before, God did not call us to impure, but to live a holy life. You know, God calls us to live holy and to live a holy life. Not perfect, but holy. And, and we need the power of the Holy Spirit to enable us to live a holy life. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 11 through 18. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anyone. Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive who are left to the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those that have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so will we ever be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. What this scripture is saying to me is simply this. It matters how we live and how we lead our lives. If we lead our lives as a good example of before men, they will come to Christ because we know that Jesus is coming again. And the word rapture is mentioned in this scripture not literally, but in the word, in verse 17, we will be caught up together with them in the clouds. The word caught up in the Greek language is the word harpazo, and that's the word we get the word rapture from. It's got a, a like a picture of a parent snatching their um, child out of harm's way. And you might say, well, I don't believe in the rapture. It doesn't matter. That doesn't change it. The Lord is coming again, and we need to be ready, and we need to be living lives that are honorable and holy. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1-11. through 11. This is the last scripture that he highlighted for me this morning. Now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, we do not need to write you. You know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as a labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. 
But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the darkness, so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are the children of the light and children of the day. I just can't say that enough. Jesse Duplantis often says, Pastor Jesse, we are to push the light. So I like pushing the light of Jesus. I like pushing the word of God. So when I'm quoting scriptures, praying, reading the word, it's all about that. It's about pushing the light and being a child of the light. So he goes on and he says in verse 5, You are all children of the light and children of the day. You do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep. Let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive the salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, a lot of people believe that we're going to go through the Great Tribulation. I do not believe that at all. I believe the rapture will happen before that. And that's a whole other program to talk about. In this verse right here, God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation, to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. The great tribulation will be the wrath of God poured out on the earth. In the early church, when the persecution was happening to the early church, that was the wrath of Satan being poured out. So God does not pour out his wrath on his children, and neither would you on your children. So that's what the rapture is all about. Verse 10, He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. So when I share highlighted scriptures with you, it's to encourage you like they encourage me. So, you know, I need encouragement during the day. I think most people do. You need encouragement to keep going and not giving up. You need encouragement to not quit your job. You need encouragement maybe to stay in a marriage where you're really struggling and every all everything in you want to leave, but God wants you to stay. Now, once I've said that, I just want to qualify my words. If you're being beaten and abused, God doesn't call you to stay in that. Actually, get to safety. But there are times when God wants us to persevere and God wants us to press through because there's things that he's trying to do and teach us in our lives. You know, it says in James chapter 1, Blessed are you who suffer with trials of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that you can be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So no matter what's going on in your life today, I want to tell you to press through and press on. Keep fighting the good fight of faith and don't give up. And you know, because many times we give up when breakthrough is right around the corner, what God has for us. And it can be so easy to want to throw in the towel when you should just actually keep going. I remember 
running a long distance race, the longest race I've ever ran was 10 miles. Now I don't do that no more, but when I was young, I did it. But I remember there were certain times at like seven miles and eight miles. It really felt like my body felt like it wanted to give up. But if I kept pressing through, sometimes I get what I would call a second wind, like a new burst of strength and energy to keep on running. And so remember, the Christian walk is not a sprint, but a marathon. And you're in it for the long haul, and you're in it to win it. Here's why. Jesus won the battle over 2,000 years ago. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it says that Jesus is the author and the perfecter of our faith. And when you look into the Greek on that, what that means is he's both the beginning of the race and he's at the end of the race waiting for us. And someday it'll be worth it all, persevering through the good and the bad, persevering through the hard times. It'll be worth doing it. That's why you need to be in the Word every day to really see what God might highlight to you, what He might speak to you about, a verse that might be a, an encouragement that'll be the very thing that'll get you through the entire day. Reading the Bible doesn't have to be boring and hard. Maybe, um, maybe you have an old Bible, like an old version. Maybe you need to get a new international or living Bible. Or There's many different versions of the Bible that are much more easier to understand. And so keep running and stay in the Word regularly and just read your Bible with a yellow highlighter and something stands out to you, highlight it. If you're discouraged, you can read the book of Psalms. That's all about encouragement. If you need wisdom, you can read the book of Proverbs. That's all about wisdom. But I would really encourage you to take time to get to know your New Testament and the letters of Paul and the book of Acts and the early church those scriptures can be so encouraging to you on a day-to-day -day basis, and they can guide you in how you are to live your life. So I hope this has been encouraging this morning. I hope it'll help you throughout your day, but I want to pray for you. Lord, I pray for those that are listening. Lord, I pray that you would fine-tune their ears to hear your voice. Lord, I pray that we would be so sensitive that even the slightest whisper would get us our attention during the day. Lord, I pray for those that feel like giving up, that you would give them the strength to take one more step to get through this day today. May they know that you are thinking of them this morning. And that's just something I want to say right now. He's thinking about you. That's why I'm on the air speaking to you. Yeah, you right now in your car, you sitting in your home. This is just you and me having a conversation about what God has highlighted to me, what he's having me give to you. And Lord, I pray that the words that I would speak would be encouraging, would stick with people like stick in their hearts. Lord, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Help us, Lord, to hide your word in our hearts 
so that in the times of trouble, you have something to draw on from us, to draw out of us, to help us in our day. So Lord, I want to thank you for loving us. I want to thank you for dying on the cross. And maybe you're listening today and you're not right with God. Well, if you're not right, just pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, I want to come back to you. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. And fill me with the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for all those that are listening this morning. And I pray you would take them by the right hand today and walk through their whole day with them. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I'm really glad that you've been listening and taking the time to listen to this program. Please pass it on to a friend. Well, I want to leave you with this. Read the Word. God wants to highlight things to you that will strengthen you for the day to come. May the Lord bless you, keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He be gracious and gentle with you and show you His love always. Remember, you matter to Him and He loves you.